Hello everyone. Before we start today's podcast, some exciting news for you. You can experience the Inside Politics podcast live in Dublin on May 16th when Hugh Linehan, Jennifer Bray and I will be joined by Cliff Young of Ipsos, one of America's top pollsters, to talk about the US election, our own local and European elections and much more. It's a breakfast event kicking off at 8am in Trinity College. If you'd like to attend, you can get tickets at irishtimes.com forward slash events. That's irishtimes.com forward slash events. I hope we see lots of you there. Jesus, Archie, you're very keen on us now. <laughs> That's on record. We're going to use that to six out of the Actually, going to be, I'd like that clip. I've always said that the election should happen at the best time for the country. Now is that time. Oh, come, nobody ever reads manifestos during the election, Sean, you know oh, that. Look, they've taken our policies. They are bereft of policies. For every person that likes you, there have to be people that hate you in equal measures. This is Election Daily, a special series from the Inside Politics team at the Irish Times. I'm Hugh Linehan. Every evening we've got the latest news and analysis on this general election campaign with our best journalists. At least that's the theory. Actually, tonight we've got Fia Kelly and Pat Leahy. Which we, we are most available journalists today. <laughs> well, they are. No, but I, I'm, I'm being unfair. Right? They are our political editor and our deputy political editor. So we are, we are blessed with your presence, both of you, here tonight. What's going on? You were at Sinn Féin, who must be on a bit of a roll, Fiac, after... They can't, no matter what they say, they can't completely ignore the fact that they've had two very good opinion poll results. Yeah, they're feeling buoyant. I was at their... It was the candidate launch at the Mansion House today. A lot of ill and pipes and speeches, um, as you can imagine. It wasn't particularly a news conference as such or a policy launch. It was, to me, it looked like a place where candidates come up. They got their 30-second Facebook video taken with Pierce Doherty or Mary Lou MacDonald saying I want you to vote for candidate X and constituency Y. So it was grand but there was unmistakably a bounce uh, to them today after our poll last night and they've clearly zeroed in on the fact that they believe Mary Lou MacDonald should be included in the leaders debates that will feature just as of now Michal Martin and Leo Varadkar and I would probably bet will remain as Leo Varadkar and Michal Martin because our poll last night had the Fianna Fáil on 25 uh, Fine Gael on 23 and Sinn Féin on 21. But interestingly, if you get into that, like that is a debate for the Taoiseach and the Taoiseach, uh, the alternative Taoiseach, or two people are vying for that office. And if you actually look and you actually ask Mary Lou MacDonald, you know, do you want to be Taoiseach, which we did today, it's not quite clear. She doesn't say, yes, I do, like Michal Martin or Leo Varadkar would. The reality is this, is that unless something extraordinary happens, the days of single party government mm. are over. And this election, as I said in my remarks, I think has to be the watershed in which the dominance, that overbearing dominance of Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil in Irish political life also needs to be over. We need to make room for other ideas, other voices and for other people to actually make a difference. With, that's what, that's what this is about. Maximum, do you accept that? you are fighting to be in government but rather than look, the leader government. Neither of the two men concerned are guaranteed either that they'll have 42 seats. Can you be seats. Taoiseach if I'm asking? Listen, if, depending on how the numbers fall, 42 seats. the people will decide. The people will decide. So that's interesting because the history of third party candidates mm. uh, saying I can be Prime Minister or I can be Taoiseach through to both in this country and in other countries uh, is not good. I think of Gilmore for Taoiseach in 2011. I don't think that did... The Labour Party a lot of good in the in in the long run became a sort of a 
you know, a figure of a joke at a point. And then more recently, of course, Joe Swinson across the water. Yeah, so if you, and I, you got the impression that Mary Lou MacDonald was conscious of that. You know, she, three times we asked, do you want to be Taoiseach or do you think you can be Taoiseach or head of government or lead a government or words to that effect? And the most forceful answer she could come back with was, well, it depends how the numbers go, you know, and let's see what happens. But the numbers, it, it, it like, put it this way, the number of seats in the next all is 160. Minus the Keon Corla means that you have to have a majority of 80 TDs to form a majority government. Sinn Féin are running 42 candidates across the country. So to be, by a wafer-thin margin, the largest group in a majority coalition, they would have to have all but one of their candidates elected. And, you know, the poll was good for them, but it wasn't that good. So they are not going to lead the next government. And she knows that. And I suspect what she's trying to do is obviously create publicity for Sinn Féin, but really emphasise that they think they belong in government and they deserve a place in government, if not the lead part Isn't of Isn't that another part of it, which is that the brand of Sinn Féin is such that they are they need to point at the other two parties, the other two large parties, they're the third large party now, um, Pat, and say these two are just the same, as I think I heard them saying today. They've both been in government for the last four years and now you're having these TV debates between the two of them. Yeah, it's a very good campaigning piece for Sinn Féin to be knocking on the establishment's door or rocking at the establishment's door. And the government thing is part of that. They're saying, you know, these two, there's no difference between them. If you want to vote for something different, you've got to vote for Sinn Féin. That works for them. And the debate, the question about the debate is just a version of that, really. I have my doubts whether Sinn Féin realistically sees itself as a uh, as negotiating a programme for government after the general election. But they sure as hell want to be vying for that over the course of the campaign because that's the best campaigning space for them to be in. Why do you think they don't see themselves doing that? I mean, apart from the fact that the two other parties have said they're not going to do it. Is that the only reason? It's more so, I think, the reasons behind the other two parties declining to entertain that possibility. People rightly say the politicians change their positions all the time. I don't think either of the two big parties will change their positions on this because I think they will adjudge it not to be in their interests because I think they would face a backbench and possibly grassroots revolt if they did. And I think that thirdly and perhaps most identifiably on the subject that Sinn Féin has done so much of its campaigning over the last 12 months Though less so, I think, if I'm correct, over the first week of the campaign, and that is on a united Ireland. Today was the first time. There was a heavy emphasis on unity at this event today. They want Mm. a referendum on unity by 2025. But that was the first time it's pushed front and centre. But I think they know that were they to be negotiating a programme for government with either Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael about a coalition in the aftermath of an election, they would have to get that commitment. I think they would look for the Department of Foreign Affairs. Sinn Féin would want the Department of Foreign Affairs. I think they would want a cast iron commitment to a white paper on Irish unity within 12 or 18 months. They would want the project of Irish unity to be at the very centre of the that government's programme for government with attendant pressure on the British government to concede a border poll within an identifiable time frame. I think that's what Sinn Féin would want. I think there is no way that Fianna Fáil or Fianna Gael at this point would negotiate a programme for government that had that on the agenda. And so then, if that is the case, Fiac, 
um, Sinn Féin know that that's the way that Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil are thinking. Um, so their their objective is much simpler, if you like. Their objective is to absolutely maximise the vote they get, which I know everybody's trying to do it, but to concentrate, to focus on that. And really, there's been a dramatic turnaround, hasn't there? Because all the way through last year, and really up until we've, we've seen these polls, the received wisdom has been that Sinn Féin are on the back foot. They're going to lose seats, not gain seats. Um, they're going to lose seats to Fianna Fáil in Dublin. Um, they're in, they're vulnerable in various positions around the, around the country. And now there's a whole change of tune because yeah, of like the evidence we, we, of the, the polls. We have spoken about this in the podcast before that the view was they had struggled to recalibrate themselves in a situation where the economy was growing, people were doing quite well, that they hadn't changed the message from one against austerity. And that's what did for them in the local and European elections. And that followed through into the winter, until that by-election win in Dublin Midwest, which is a real shot in the arm for the party, seemed to have given them more confidence. But now it's it's kind of come back again. And, you know, we always say the caveat that they will probably not perform as well as they did in the opinion poll on polling day. But, you know, it wasn't so, so long ago that we were looking at, you know, Sinn Féin seats as vulnerable around the country, mm-hmm. particularly mm. if they could lose seats on that poll. And the way their trajectory is, you would think they would at least consolidate and perhaps take on one or two extra. And then the, the issue becomes about government formation. And, you know, none of the parties are going to talk about this uh, in the campaign, although they may be forced to in later weeks because it's coalitionology. But you have two big blocks and one half a block. So there are three options if you want to... There are a couple of options if you want a majority government. Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, Fianna Fáil, Sinn Féin, Fianna Gael, Sinn Féin. And that's it. It's hard in these figures to see a government that is stable. A, a resurgence Sinn Féin knocks out the possibility which was held out before us of a Fianna Fáil plus Labour plus Green yes, plus possibly those, somebody yes, else government. That, that those Labour figures in last night were particularly bad so you would think that, that that kind of, you know, takes a few rocks to that particular idea that we would you would get one of the parties in the 50s and then the, the, the soft left would, would make up the numbers. And then the other issue is that I think which you won't see until polling day which could be interesting would be as we saw in the local elections the Decline in the Sinn Féin vote and working class and lower middle class Dublin in particular was of benefit to Fianna Fáil. If this resurgence is real, if it's carried through to polling day, what effect does that have on Fianna Fáil in urban constituencies? Speaking of polls, we released some more data today, Pat, um, from our own Ipsos MRBI poll. It was about what voters consider to be important. We did and we will have further data that will be released tonight, a bit later tonight and we'll be in tomorrow morning's paper but what we have out there as of now is uh, uh, questions about which issues the voters regard as most influential when they are choosing how to vote no surprises I suppose in that they choose health and housing as the most important issues 32% of all voters saying that housing is the most important 40% saying health would be the most important issue the economy, just 8% say the economy would be the most important issue. Climate change, just 7%. Management of Brexit, just 3%. And I think therein lies the story of some of Fine Gael's difficulties in this first week of the campaign. The two issues which prior to the campaign it most identified with, the economy and Brexit, are way down the list. I mean, it's not just that they are, that voters think they are a bit less important than health. They're, they're, they're almost negligible. Yeah. It's interesting, though, I found the, the, the findings of that, that poll interesting in that you would assume that Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, all the parties, are doing this type of research. 
And you would wonder mm. if that is the attitude of the public as shown by the Ipsos MRBI Irish Times poll, then why the big framing around Brexit by Fine Gael? Why do they think it's a winning strategy? Is it a different mechanism to focus on their team uh, towards the end of the campaign when there's a kind of a genuinely fraught issue? So like it, 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 it's nominally about Brexit, but it's really about our team. We it's have about experience. the team. Yes. It's about trust. I, I, I think Fine Gael are taking a sort of a staged approach mm. to this campaign. I think they view it as being in distinct phases. And the first phase that they've been talking a lot about the economy and about Brexit, which they hope will pay dividends later, because I think the phase that we will now enter. And if you look at, you know, the poll, take the poll and the first week of the campaign, the most likely outcome of this election is at this point is a change of government. Now, what that means, I think, is that the alternative will be subject to greater scrutiny over the next Mm. period. And I think the view that Fianna Gael holds is that once that scrutiny, principally of Fianna Fáil, but also of Sinn Féin takes place, a lot more votes Mm. for Fianna Gael become loosened up. And that is interesting, Fianna, isn't it? Because there were signs of that even over the last 24 hours, more focus. Uh, Stephen Donnelly got a... You could describe it as a good kicking or a bad performance in a health debate on yeah. RT on Clare Byrne last Clare night. Clare um health debate last night was a, a novel situation where you had a multi-party debate on health and not the, it wasn't the fact that they turned on the Minister for Health. It was the fact that the main opposition spokesperson on health became the whipping boy of the panel nearly and at one stage there was laughter from the audience that you know, Simon Harris proffered him the Slauncher Care report or attempted to and you know, haven't you read this? And that came as well behind a poor performance by Willie O'Dea on Morning Ireland yesterday when he was on with Regina Doherty talking about social welfare and childcare. And, you know, the poll last night, I think, was more reflective of what Fine Gael TDs believe is happening when they're canvassing. Yes, Fianna Fáil are ahead, but just ahead. And I think the poll chiming with Fine Gael's kind of, I suppose, experience of the campaign and then a couple of debates going awry for Fianna Fáil has given them some sort of hope because Pat says they can see where they can do better. So does that really silly Fine Gael video that they put up and then took down a couple of days ago on social media where you had Fianna Fáil ministers supposed to be running around looking in dustbins for policies because they didn't have any, whatever about the merits of that video, does that probably reflect focus groups carried out by Fine Gael or research carried out by Fine Gael that they perceive a weakness there. Yeah, I would have thought so. And they're talking about it a lot. It's not just that video clumsy and all as it may have been, but it's a consistent message from Fine Gael. And actually, if you put all the press releases and tweets by Fine Gael candidates, ministers, uh, if we put them out on the, spread them out on the table and look at them, I think... The moon. There's not many of them. <laughs> true. But I, uh, I also think that an awful lot of them would be about Fianna Fáil's shortcomings rather than promoting Fianna Gael mm. policies. And actually, I think it's been one of the characteristics of this campaign so far is that the government campaign has been quite negative. I think that will continue mm. and I think it'll intensify as we move to the next phase, which is yeah. the scrutiny of the of the alternative. And I just want to take a minute again to remind you all that uh, if you like what you hear in this podcast and you want unlimited access to journalism from the Irish Times, you should really go to irishtimes.com slash subscribe where you can sign up for a digital subscription which costs only one euro for the first month. You get all our news, our analysis, our business, sport, opinion and features journalism, not forgetting special subscriber-owner services like our daily politics digest emailed directly to your inbox from journalists including Pat Leahy and Fia Kelly. So remember, that's irishtimes.com slash subscribers. Now, first debate tomorrow, is that going to be a big deal for you? Yes, it is. Um, and it's a big deal because 
first of all, it's the first head-to-head between two of them of the campaign. Uh, second of all, the poll last night is framed now that it's very much it's there to play for, and I think the the mood in Fine Gael is that Leo Varadkar really needs to put in a strong performance tomorrow night to keep them in the game. That if Michal Martin is seen to best him tomorrow on the back of two polls where they've been su- substantially behind and you know behind within the margin of error in our own, I, I, then the momentum would start to swing away from. Him. I think he really needs to put in a big performance tomorrow night to convince his party that this is still there to play for. And the thing about it is it's going to be a real test of him as a performer because he will have to skirt that fine line between being knowledgeable and challenging of your opponent without seeming arrogant, which at times he has struggled to do, to strike that balance. And it's going to be a real test of him tomorrow night. What he, has to connect, he has to connect with people. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think he has to, like, he has to, if he's going to, if Fine Gael are going to start cha- turning this around... Mm. And I think that is what they mm. need to do or we're headed for a uh, change of government. If they're going to do that, he needs to start connecting with people, not just bashing Fianna Fáil, mm. but winning an argument about the future. Is he capable of doing that? Is he a good debater? He is. He I is think. when he wants to yeah. be. Uh, when he's on his game, he's good. But Michal Martin both is of, a very capable debater. Both of them well. are very good. Um, the only, I suppose, kind of direct evidence we have for this, we've mentioned in the podcast before, is the Fine Gael leadership hustings between Simon Coveney and Leo Varadkar, first three were, it was obvious that it was that Varadkar had won the contest because he'd wrapped up the parliamentary party. But the final debate in Cork, it was a bit of a cauldron, you know, the Coveney supporters out there, and he really wiped the floor with him. It was like, you know, okay. it was a mixture of aggression and humour and what Pat talks about, connecting with people with, with, you know, some empathy. So when he wants to, he can do it. But the question is, can he turn it on? And is he ready for this stage? Okay, we'll also we'll all be there with our scorecards tomorrow evening and we'll be talking about it undoubtedly afterwards. We're going to leave it there. Thanks to Pat and Fiek. Thanks to our producer, Suzanne Brennan. And remember, you can subscribe to us in all the usual places. You can also find us at irishtimes.com slash podcasts. Your views are always extremely welcome. You can mail us at politicspodcasts at irishtimes.com or you can pretty much always find us on Twitter as well. We'll be back very soon. But until then, thanks for listening. <laughs>